the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care, with a higher level of care, with two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Online, too, at CountryRoadsTireOnline.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 and 2023 WVBA Talk Show of the Year. Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Friday the 14th and you are tuned in to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto and broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kerchival building. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Good morning, Marsha. Good morning, Jordan. How are you doing? Good. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. Uh, my husband and I did a miraculous thing last night. Hmm. So he... Um, he he lost his um, his favorite car to our our oh, daughter. Yeah. <laughs> she took it to her internship, and um, so he he promptly got another favorite car. <laughs> right, a new favorite car. But it's a little uh, precious, mm-hmm. and um, so we've lived in our house for a long time, but we've never really parked a car in the garage. Because everything just eventually makes its way to the garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we have a lot of we have a lot of bikes. Yeah, you've been in the house for a long time. <laughs> Good got gracious. A lot of stuff. Yeah, so anyway, not to make this like an intervention, because Rona's probably listening to, and she probably like completely understands where I'm coming from, um, because like I, we, we collect a lot of stuff. Right. Anyway, so we got a lot of bikes and stuff. Anyway, so um, as the winds were whipping up, mm-hmm. and the rain was coming down, yep. I said to my husband, I said, you know what I'm thinking about doing? He says, what? I said, I'm thinking about moving some of those totes, because we'd been organizing, and we had a bunch of totes. Thinking about moving some of those totes over. So it was so- your idea. Well, we talked about it like a couple of days but ago. But you were the one that put it in the motion. And I said, I said, you know, thinking about moving some of those totes so we can like actually get the car in before because because there was hail in the forecast. Oh yeah. And uh, he says, you know what? I'm thinking maybe that's a good idea. I'll come down to, and do it with you. Mm. And um, like what probably on a good day on a sunny day would have been like 35 minutes, 45 to an hour of like careful deliberations about where things go. Because you could hear the rain coming. Right. And I had to move one of the cars away because it was like in front of the bay. And as soon as I pulled, it got out to pull the, the car up, just torrential rain. So anyway, uh, the, the semi-miraculous thing is we got his precious car in and, and uh, he's just, you know, toweling it off saying something like it's softly, okay. my, my okay. baby, <laughs> my baby. Hey, I do that. Every once in a while, if I'm driving around and I hit like a big pothole or something, oh, I'll pet the dash and be like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I do that too. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's like, because I don't need, the last thing I need is for a tire to go, for <laughs> suspension to go. That's last. And there's a couple spots. Well, I'm going to complain about the 81 for a second, which isn't anything new to people. I don't think anyone's like, oh <laughs> my gosh, this new. is so controversial. That, that middle lane, but from what? Pretty much between the Edwin Miller exit. To the Marlowe exit going north, uh-huh. 181. There's all those bumps and ridges mm-hmm. and things. It is brutal. There was going an accident this morning. Uh, Alert Berkeley uh, had the message. Uh, let's see, when was it? It was uh, 9.09, so around 9 o'clock. No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm looking at a previous day. 7.04, mm. uh, I 81 had been uh, closed 
at the um, at the Marlow exit. Yeah, Beca- and there was apparently a fuel spill there. Oh, so like that whole the whole mess there. Uh, that twenty three um, around twenty three mile. That twenty three. Listen to me. Yeah. Around the twenty three mile marker, when you're going around, there's a bridge. And a curve. The bridge is oh, in a yeah. curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's never been right. Uh-uh. And you bounce into it a little bit. And, and God then... bless the engineers. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't do that. They would, like, people would die if I was engineering a road. <laughs> but um, you always have to be careful. And if there's any kind of moisture on the road, yeah. even more. And if there's any kind of traffic around you, even more. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just like, oh, where's, not if it's going to happen, but when, when on a given day, Something's going to get messed up on I-81. Uh, seems yeah. like all the time, all the right. time. But with that being said, I did hear, uh, like I was saying on the sports show, I was talking to a couple of folks here uh, this morning, walking around, some sales staff and everything that lived down in Woodway and you know mm-hmm. South Berkeley, and they said that hail was crazy. I don't think we got, I didn't notice any hail mm-hmm. here in downtown. I mean, certainly a lot of wind and a lot of rain. I didn't, didn't notice, notice hail, hail where I was, but you know, God bless our farmers and the mm-hmm. folks who have big gardens. I, mm-hmm. I really hope the damage is minimal. Because they've been um, fighting, fighting Mother Nature this really, summer. It's been so, yep. so dry. And I talked to a guy, I think I told you this at church, who had to plant his garden three times. Oh, man. Like on the third time it, it took, because things just weren't germinating. Right. It was just too dry. Right. So it's it's been a rough year for the farmers out there. So so God bless them. And uh, I hope the results of this storm aren't awful. Well, looking at the weather briefly uh, for today, it's looking like... Chance of thunderstorms in the evening tonight starting around, well, 1 p.m. is when the chance starts, but it looks like it's got the best chance of it right around 6. But then tomorrow, sunny skies in 90, sunny on Sunday, sunny in 91 on Monday, sunny mm-hmm. on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then the end of next week that's projected to have a little bit of storms and rain. So hopefully we get just rain Yeah, we today. need the rain. We don't need it in the form of ice <laughs> we pellets. We need the damage. Yeah, we need the rain, yeah. not the damage. I'd like to alter our order, please. <laughs> just, um, yeah. yeah. If somebody can send a message to uh, old Mother Nature and get us figured out over here, that'd be nice. Mm. That'd be nice. But speaking of uh, the roads and 81 and highway safety, the West Virginia Governor's Highway Safety Program has partnered up with the U.S. Department of Transportation National Highway Tra- Traffic Safety Administration uh, during a targeted high visibility enforcement period that runs through July 30th. So what does that mean, Marcia? That means they're getting extra funding funding to put people on the road more mm-hmm. often. And so I'm presumably that might be um, over time. And so they're going to be out patrolling, looking for speeders. But of course, if you've got a broken tail light or something like that, um, all of those things could be could be a problem for you as a motorist. So um, and the idea behind this is not to like, you know, dragnet, catch a bunch of of offenders uh, for everything necessarily that might be the end result but th- there's it's highway construction season mm-hmm. there's a lot going on on the roads um lanes shift people shouldn't be speeding anyway yeah and especially with construction work zones now i saw something uh pretty interesting this morning marcia that ties into this now if you heard, you i'm sure you've heard that uh you know police stations and whatever they do from time to time like a drunk driving course where they'll have people come into a controlled environment. Mm-hmm. They get all banged up, drink all kinds of stuff. Oh, they let stuff. them drink whenever they – oh, my oh, yeah, gosh. Then, I thought it was like goggles or something. No, like, well, sometimes they do, but other times – I know in Hagerstown they've done it a couple times because a friend of mine is usually the one that deal. signs up for it, right? <laughs> yeah. And you get the drink for free and everything. But the point of it is that then – 
uh, officers can run through sobriety checks and things and work on their stuff, right? Now, what I think is interesting is the video I saw today was coming from the Maryland State Police, where they did the same thing, just with marijuana. Oh. Which I thought was how interesting. Did, how did that impact so, their ability so to So they drive? just had people smoking all kinds of stuff, all types of whatever. Who's, like, like what's the sign-up sheet look like in your... <laughs> In your break room. You're like, we'd like you to smoke the weed. And then and let people in... test you. Yeah. Well, I don't think anybody got behind cars, but they did the sobriety checkpoint again because that's the biggest, I guess, uh, talking point for a lot of people in terms of, you know, the legalization of recreational marijuana across the country in different places is how do you enforce it on the roads? Right. Right. How do you know that somebody's impaired if you don't smell it or see it or whatever? How do you know? And that's the type of stuff that they got to do now to try and figure that out, which I thought was very interesting. Were there any insights or did you did it <laughs> kind of stop? The funniest part, the funniest part of the whole video was uh, it's going through and people are talking, the people that are a part of the study are talking about like how much they smoked and this, that and a third. And then they cut to just some B-roll while the person's narrating over top, the news person's narrating. <laughs> and it's this person and they're talking like, yeah, they go through a sprite checkpoint and you see this person that just got done smoking something. And they go to point to touch their uh, finger on the tip of their nose okay. and go right between their eyes. They, Seriously? They tried to go for their nose and went right between their eyes, and then they <laughs> started laughing. So <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. So, uh, But, yeah, that's some of the stuff that, you know, is happening nowadays. I wouldn't, sign, sure. I wouldn't sign up for that because, like, the rest of the, the, rest of your working career, your coworkers are going to have <laughs> video of you just – Looking like you got out of a wisdom tooth remo- removal. <laughs> yeah, I have to try right? and find it and show it to you. Good gracious! During the break, it was uh, that this was is pretty funny to see. Yet another example of what our law enforcement does: the yeah, they sacrifices got... they make. Now, granted, to keep the us police officers the roads. weren't doing that. They, the police officers weren't partaking. Oh, they just in the, were having like they were just there giving the checkpoints, going through what their side of the mm-hmm. traffic stop you know would be. I think it that would be an interesting public. perspective, though, it if they be. were like, "Yes, I." Listen, bud, I know how you feel. <laughs> Been there, done that, man. Been there, yeah. done that. This is why you can't touch your nose right now. Yeah. And why you shouldn't be driving. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it was not the police. Yeah, I, I should reiterate. <laughs> Maybe that I it didn't was listen not, carefully. <laughs> it was not the Maryland State Police that were. You lost me at people signing up at work to go smoke right. weed. Right. It was just. For, for science The general or public was doing that. <laughs> and it was for you know, science. But. To wrap it all back around to the <laughs> governor's highway safety program. Oh, that's, we, we have a point, do we? <laughs> yeah, that is that is another thing that, you know, the West Virginia State Police, I'm sure, is on their radar now, too, mm-hmm. uh, because of how transient our area is. Right, because obviously there are so many border counties and mm-hmm. people could be coming in from Virginia or uh, Maryland right. where, they, where possession of marijuana is legal uh, to a certain extent if you're 21 and older. So what did the governor have to say about it? Well, here's what Governor Jim Justice was saying. We are trying to make a real difference, save people's lives, slow down, watch what you're doing and everything. And if you don't slow down, we're going to catch you and we're going to write you up. In 2021, there was 12,330 people that were killed in speeding-related crashes nationwide. 64 of those people were in West Virginia. We can't have great new quality highways that are in great condition if we don't do the work. There's Governor Jim Justice talking about the West Virginia Governor's Highway Safety Program. And uh, like you said, we're just trying to make a real difference and save people's lives. Slow down. Watch what you're doing. If you don't slow down, we're going to catch you and we're going to write you up.
That's a direct quote. We're going to catch you, and we're going to write you up. And those those work zones, I know they did targeted enforcement on 64 on the way to Huntington, between Huntington and Barbersville. They were doing a lot of, of road work there, and they caught, like, dozens of people speeding through that, that work zone. And, you know, obviously people get impatient. It's a long work zone. Uh, in many in many areas, and I I know on 81 they do try to do a lot of the scheduled maintenance or those high mast electrical poles mm-hmm. when there aren't as many motorists on the road, which is which is key. But anytime you funnel a, a traveling lane into another one, or you change the the way traffic is moving, or you alter an exit, like our exits down at Tabler Station have been gummed up for a couple years now. Like, yeah. Because you know they're they're obviously trying to improve them, but while they're improved, it's difficult. So speeding doesn't help. Mm-hmm. You know you're not you're not as good a driver as you think you right. are. And nine you times out of ten, do that. And nine times out of ten, you're probably going to get there just about the same time as right. you would have if you just went the speed limit. Oh my gosh, have you ever been just like you know razored out by someone just trying to jockey in front of you to get somewhere, and then you meet them at the Speed light. You know where that happens to be the most? When I'm out riding my bike. <laughs> Seriously. And you just give be, them the look. People be all fired up behind me, beeping, whatever, and it's just me, so it's easy to get around, right? And then they freak out, and they're all mad, and then go figure about 30 seconds later, it always happens. They're stopped at a traffic light or stopped mm. at a stop sign, and I roll up right beside them, and I just look at them. Say hey, there, now, now how do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel now? So, yeah. Be careful out on the roads, all right? Especially... Yeah. Uh, now more than ever because well the highway safety program is going on and like oh uh, governor justice said again direct quote uh we're going to catch you and we're going to write you up so and that's happening through the end of the month i i heard that it could extend into august but they've obviously got funding to put law enforcement out in the road uh you know patrolling so watch your mind your p's and q's that's right that's right and well marcia on this friday if you're not already a little bit hungry well, we might get a little bit more hungry because we got, uh, well, veteran Mountaineer Meat Smokers Travis Bishop coming in. And, uh, well, local entrepreneur Kelly is going to be in here as well to right. uh, chat about some things. So that'll be coming up after the break on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Live and local, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto and broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. And Marsh, we've got our next guests joining us in studio. I love having these kinds of guests on. It's such a nice departure from the hard news, yeah. right? <laughs> or us talking about you know traffic and, and hail, hail and all that stuff. <laughs> anyway, from uh, veteran-owned Mountaineer Meat Smokers, it's Travis Bishop and Kelly Getz. Welcome in. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? We're great. How y'all doing? Good. Good. How, how are things in the uh, in the meats world, in the barbecue world? Uh, things are firing on all cylinders. Oh, you see what he did there? Yeah, there you yeah. go. There nah. you go. So this is a, this <laughs> got to be the busiest. This got to be the busiest time of year for you right now, because this is when I mean you get it's, to summertime. People think barbecue. Everything's happening. Good. Everything. Events, parties, you know, caterings, weddings, you know, graduations. It's yeah. it's all it's party pickups for the weekend. 
So it's it's a it's very busy times. So I have to ask you guys if yeah. you didn't have this as your business and yeah. it was the weekend was coming, would you be grilling something anyway? Of course. What I that's how this started yeah. in yeah. my backyard. So, you know, we transitioned from backyard barbecue, bunch of friends, and yeah, we love entertaining anyways. We naturally want to do that anyways. Mm-hmm. So it uh, now we're just on a larger scale. So your brisket is the bomb. You know, uh, pork barbecue sandwiches the bomb. So but but. You know, you weren't satisfied with that. You got a Cajun crawl. You've gone, you know, all the way to the seafood. Talk about that. Sure. <clears throat> Just, you know, as we're 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 still young in the business and uh, learning, you know, our, our standard, if you will. We're we're always tweaking the system. We're always pivoting, you know, and in, in engaging the business as we should. And um, we were talking one time and just, you know, bouncing some ideas. And I said, let's do something out of the just off the wall out out there you know really crazy that's so unusual for you to come up with an idea like that it is right <laughs> i hear the sarcasm <clears throat> but you know kelly and i were just bouncing some ideas and uh i said let's do something really out 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 just crazy wild you know and she was like what i said well let's do some gator Ooh. alligator mm-hmm. actual six but kelly foot. what was your first reaction where are you gonna get those at uh-huh okay see that, i did tell injects, her the potomac she injects, i hear what what is it the hagerstown park right yeah yeah you go to gator uh, at the i'm sure you go to city park you might I find did a, gator tell a customer at the one gator feed many like three or four or five of them ago i told a customer she goes where'd you get your gator i said the potomac and i was very serious oh gosh and she, and she was like jaw dropped and she uh-huh. goes are you, are you serious? I said, <laughs> I said, oh yeah, we just got four of them this week out of the out of the Potomac, and she's like, oh my god, I got a place on the Potomac. I said, oh, well, have you not heard the latest? I said, you shouldn't be swimming in there. <laughs> she well, goes, well, that's one person. There. Yeah, that's she one goes, person that won't be in the river this year. Well, no, oh, I told her, I said, I could have bought you. I reached in and pulled a dollar. I said, just bought you for a dollar. <laughs> so, so it was kind of cool. But no, we uh, we started doing the Gator um, ten times ago, if you will. So this is our tenth, um, you know, Cajun crawl that we call it, and uh, it just was a cool thing to start and it really evolved and it's taken hold. I mean, it's, it's an event. All these landlocked Eastern panhandlers and folks that you, your uh, restaurant draws in from the region are hungry for the, literally hungry they, for that. Right. They are looking, they, they ask us in between the three month break that we do three a year, you know, mm-hmm. spring, summer, fall, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and they ask us all the way through, like, when's the next one, when's the next one, you know, and we always try to go, okay, let's, let's plan some cool bands. You know, let's do this, you know, of course, uh, mid midsummer, And here we are, July 15th, having our 10th one. And uh, it started with one gator. Then it went to two. Then it went to three. Two gators weren't enough. <laughs> no, now we're at four. Um, so in the, in the past nine events that we've done, uh, this is the first time that we've never been able to acquire the six-foot, 42-pound gators um, for the feed. Mm-hmm. So we, we there again, we pivoted. Mm-hmm. And I talked to my company down in Louisiana that I was buying from, and I said, hey, I said, what do you think? She goes, well, we don't foresee gator coming in from the farms anytime soon. It's been The farms have been dry for a couple months. Mm. Uh, July 4th wiped out their inventory. Right. Yeah. People, you know, grilling them out, whatever. You can't just grow those in a test tube. Uh, no, no. It'll take a little time. Don't talk about lab-created uh, meats. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but anyways, I said, let's just do this. Let's order... I said, how many pounds of uh, crawfish would it take to feed about 150 people? And they said 250 pounds. Because I said, I'm throwing in shrimp. I'm throwing in smoked andouille sausage, you know, a whole ear of corn per person, the white little uh, Yukon golds, Mm -hmm. little red ones. So we're blending all that together in the boil. 
So you're going to get about a five pound bowl for two people. Man. So it's going to be yeah. pretty, pretty hefty. Sam, you know. I'm looking here on your uh, Facebook page, of course, Mountaineer Meat Smokers, and it's got all the poundage of everything you got. 250 pounds of Louisiana crawfish, 100 pounds of taters, 50 pounds of fresh gator. Like you said, 250 links, Vandouille sausage, 50 pounds of shrimp, 15 yeah, dozen fresh. I mean, my goodness, how'd you have? I'm sure you're probably a little sore from having to bring all that stuff into the shop. Well, we we have a crew, and we're all we're, <laughs> we've already started the prep process two days ago. Yeah. You know, we've already got the andouille ready. We've sliced all the andouille into pieces. Now we're going to smoke it for like four hours. You know, smoke the shrimp tomorrow morning early before the boil starts. You know, we're going to get everything prepped up and get ready, and um, it's going to be a good day. So, so it starts at noon. Yep, yep. Starts about eleven thirty, twelve o'clock. So if you show up at noon, you're going to get a you're going to get a oh, bowl. Absolutely. But it, oh, yeah. it's going until supplies run out. So if, correct. If correct, other folks are coming, we you are, want to get there, and we are planning. We have proportioned, if you will, according to the agreements that we've we've calculated all the math and we've tried to do the best we can. We've never served, served crawfish. So mm-hmm. I called the company. I said, hey, what do you recommend? She said, you know, you're looking at about three to four pounds a person, but that's a lot when you're adding all the other stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, cool. She said, well, just, just kind of go on two to two and a half pounds of crawfish with your shrimp, with the andouille and the potatoes and the corn, you know, yada, yada, and uh, it'll make a really good bowl. So, hmm. Well, I'm looking still here, and it's not just uh, food that you can come out to Mountaineer Meat Smokers tomorrow. Got a little bluegrass band happening as well, we all grassed up. All I've grassed seen them, up. seen them a few times, and they're pretty good. Pretty they're good real show. good. Out, yeah, local band out of Berkeley Springs, and just great guys. Um, we have the Howlers, which is a duo. Mm-hmm. I got a couple of guys that are gr- phenomenal duo. They're coming in from twelve to three, and the all grassed up is coming from five to nine. So they're extending the set. From three hours hey, to four hours. That's a long set. Yeah. It's a long set. And yeah. I told them, you get to feed them? Oh, of course. You know. <laughs> yeah. We always take care of them. They take care of us. That's and, right. Uh, but it's a big, it's a big time. It's fun. Um, you know, tomorrow is pretty cool, too. I've got Glamour View ice cream coming, which is a 50-foot ice cream truck. Um, they have the they have some of the best ice cream. I'm telling you. Yeah. They're coming about 4 o'clock, so they'll be there for the evening. Um, I'm trying to think what else we got coming. We got... Uh, um, Stone Brewing, Stone Brewing Company. They're going to mm-hmm. come and bring a couple new brews. They're going to be on tap out front. We're going to set up a nice little bar area out front by the, by the smoker and the boil. So yeah. it's going to be a cool atmosphere. Um, we're going to do a lot of giveaways. We've got Jefferson Distributing. we got Mountain State Distributing. We've got you know uh, uh, Reeds and some other ones. All the beer distributors giving me stuff to give away, like koozies, shirts, you know, whatever they got. So there'll be a ton of stuff we're just going to give to the customers when they come in. Um cool. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, I'm looking here, again, still on your Facebook yeah. page, because you guys have a ton of stuff up there, and you're posting all the time. And I see a picture here of a gator that, Kelly, it looks like it's got a uh, bacon jacket on or it something does. like that. It I does. mean, what's going, <laughs> what's, what's going on with this gator? How do you even know well, how, what yeah. to do with a gator? I- it's a process. And, you know, we've done, of course, nine of them. And uh, as we've started from the beginning to now, we've tweaked the process to where the gator's even better. Now, I, like I said, we did not – we were not able to acquire – the four six foot yeah. gators that we normally get, but we did get um, what 20 25 pounds of fresh gator. I think so. We did, yeah, for the, for the gumbo. For the gumbo. So, um, to speak on the gumbo, Miss Kelly is the queen of the kitchen when it comes to the gumbo. Love that. She is, she made some fresh collard greens yesterday. Oh my god, I saw a picture of that too on here, Kelly. Oh Those look gosh. real good, Those are legit. So what's the uh, what's the so, more today? <laughs> so what's the prep? You know, you said you're already into the prep for this weekend. We I mean, so what does that look like? Is it just cutting up sausage, getting stuff in the smoker early? I mean, what's the what's it look like in the kitchen? Um, with the fresh okra and yeah, 
uh, we chopped up the onions and the celery for the gumbo, smoked the sausage and the shrimp. So it's pretty much already ready to go. Just got to throw it in the pot today. and get it going. Yep. Today Today's. I'm going to make the pot and put start putting it together. Mm. So start making the roux. And so, like Marsha asked, if you weren't, you know, with Mountaineer Meat Smokers, you probably would be doing this anyways. But would you hmm. be, you know, in the kitchen cooking up okra and all that stuff, anyways? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we uh we actually are are hopeful that the customers don't buy all the gumbo. <laughs> so you can have a little bit you extra. What? You, you know someone. You could probably take a couple like little Tupperware. There are times. There's literally there's times that the gumbo sold out. Obviously, and we right. we were like, hey, Akel, is there any gumbo left? Uh, yeah, like no, there's nothing. Like, Eighty six. Like, dang, dang it. You gotta but, get um, there. Gotta get there early. You do well. I, I would say we've <laughs> we've got it now where we can ex- we can actually go through most of the entire day having enough food. That's mm. awesome. Um, Definitely we, we've ran gumbo. Out, yeah. Yeah, because I um, do a pot for sort of the morning and then for the evening. Pot for the evening, right? That's we doubled up our we doubled up our our, uh, our uh, quantity. Nice, mm. but the gumbo I got to speak on it because it's just it is it is quite amazing and um, it's got three meat smoke smoke gumbo. So it's got the shrimp, the andouille, and the gator mm. in the gumbo with mm. fresh okra and I'm and over rice in a bowl and it's just it is to die for. So uh, tell us again the hours and and where yeah, this is happening. Sure, um, Mountaineer Meat Smokers in the Berkeley Plaza, forty five Monroe Street, and um, it's going to start like I said, right about eleven thirty, twelve o'clock. Um, we open at eight in the morning for the breakfast. So if you want to come in and get one of our our signature Mountaineer Bloody mm. Marys, they're killer with our with our triple X garlic hot pickle juice. Oof. We have mimosas now. We have mimosas. Yeah, there we, you go. We're doing some cool drinks tomorrow. We found some Cajun recipes for some cocktails that we're going to have some specials and like i said beer specials and right. just really it's going to be a great party well and real quick while we got you uh yeah. of course you can stop in anytime to mountaineer meat smokers sure. you always got some deals going on i see here your dog day uh, dog days of summer oh yeah uh, specials going on i also see the 95.9 big dog big up dog. there as well so what what can people <laughs> what are some of the specials you got going on if somebody just wants to come in today for lunch the same thing we're running that special today and tomorrow uh during the cajun crawl because not everybody's into the seafood thing mm-hmm. so yeah, we're gonna have our say our full menu will be still available oh that's good to know yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. So if you don't like cajun food you can still get barbecue absolutely yeah. get a big half pound fresh burger you know we do those as well so mm-hmm. the big quarter pound chicago dogs we get them uh, they're called windy city dogs they're phenomenal before big, we let you go yeah. uh obviously uh, uh plans to expand on the garage on king Correct. project talk about that a little bit sure diego is the the pioneer of it he is the uh the owner and entrepreneur of it and uh we've just been watching it evolve mm-hmm. it's it's a process it's you know you're taking an old building and making it new so you know god bless the people that are doing all the work because it's been instrumental in trying to get everything lined up you know with the city and the permitting and the the crews it's it's a long process yep. and you know we're a little frustrated but you know what that's just natural reaction to timing you know we had three people already hired to start help work at the garage and unfortunately they had to go because we don't have the job mm-hmm. for them yet until it's done um so you know we're moving forward things are happening and uh I, i'm i'm gonna speculate and say it's gonna start probably early fall yeah you know october-ish maybe mm-hmm. um that's our that's kind of a projected goal i think from this point right today it's about seven eight weeks out okay so 
we're probably looking at a couple more, couple more months from right now. Yeah, it's been it's been exciting to see that transformation of that sure. building over there, and I'm sure. sure it's been a tough a tough gig because they're taking what well, was an appliance center, right? Just an old well, it was called the garage back in the day, and yeah. it used to be a garage repair shop. Right, and now they got to retrofit it for bars and restaurants and things. Correct. So we'll, yep. we'll Stoney's Stoney's downtown. Love those guys, Jamie and Nikki, great people. They're going to be running the bar. Yeah. Um, so that's a new addition that just kind of came on board a couple months ago. Um, but there's going to be seven total food options in the food hall with Stoney's um, being the bar setup. It's going to be wonderful. Very cool. Well, before we, or before we let you guys go, because we sure. get to our bottom of hour break, let people know where they can go to get in touch with Mountaineer Meat Smokers and find out about all the great things you're, you got going on, especially that Cajun Fest on Saturday. Sure. Um, like I said, right at Berkeley Plaza, 45 Monroe Street. You can call the shop, uh, 304-901-5296. Um, Try not to message us on Facebook. We cannot get back on all the messages. So oh, yeah. Make sure you call. But I do tell people, look, you know, plan on spending a few hours because it's going to take some time to serve that many people. Be a little patient, you know, because it is a process. Right. And every bowl is made fresh. So we're, we're nice. not. Yeah. Well, thank you all for stopping hey. in. Sounds like it's going to be a great event tomorrow. And uh, I might try to get out there and get a little, maybe I'll get a little gumbo before it's gone, right? That's right. right. Absolutely. Hey, well, thanks a lot, guys, for absolutely. having us again. We really appreciate you all, what you do for us. Sure. And thanks for coming in. And if you missed any of the conversation, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. We'll be back after this on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tyronado. I'm broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. If you missed any of the show so far, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. We had Travis Bishop and, uh, you know, Kelly gets in to talk about Mountaineer Meat Smokers and their big uh, Cajun Fest that's going on tomorrow that sounds so good. Yeah, Travis almost kept our our next guest from coming in because he was loving on moose. <laughs> and it's so funny that I recognized the dog before the human beings. <laughs> But uh, joining us from Thin Line Service Dogs uh, for their Christmas in July Jeep Fest is uh, Vanessa and Jeanette, and in studio, Moose. We probably won't be talking, but welcome yeah. in, ladies. Thank, Thank you for having us. All right, so who wants, I, I don't know, uh, Vanessa, you, you said you weren't going to talk today, or maybe? Okay, well, you can get close to the mic if you want to say anything. But um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, tell us a little bit about Thin Line Service Dogs. What's What's it all about? So our mission basically is what it says, service dogs that actually support our first, our disabled first responders and veterans at no cost to them. So uh, we've talked about it here on Panhandle a lot. Well, what was it? Beginning of last school season, I think, when Spring Mills High School, well, a couple different high schools around the state, but locally mm -hmm. Spring Mills, they got a uh, service dog there. Is it, it was more Jack? Of a, yeah, Jack. It's, more of a companion Jet. dog. Jet. He's, a, he's a therapy dog. Therapy dog. Yeah, I was going to say dog. companion yes. dog, so I didn't yes. know if that was the case. But uh, I think that it's in recent years has become – uh, a lot more in the front of people's mind about how, you know, helpful having a service dog, a therapy dog, having, you know, a companion like that can be for a lot of people, especially our veterans. Absolutely. So um, if I can touch base a little bit on um, an addition to our mission of not just service dogs, um, while our dogs are in training, um, we actually put these dogs on peer support, SISM teams and um, trauma teams within our 
um, first community or first responder communities um, so that they can be at the heartbeat mm. of what our first responders, our veterans are experiencing um, from a, a rough call. Yeah. Um, call us up during a defuse, say, hey, look, can we bring some dogs in? Hmm. Um, starting that release of the oxytocin and the serotonin in the brain from petting a dog. So that, so they, they're getting on-the-job training Absolutely. With, re- with real first responders who are going through this in real time. Exactly. And so most of our um, clients will be um, suffering from PTSD or mobility. And so allowing the dog um, that has been purpose-bred for this um, to start recognizing the differences in the heart rates, the blood flows at a very early age makes the success of this Hmm. much greater. Wow. So I, you know, you hear about dogs that are tasked with helping someone who's got low blood sugar or other, um, you know, medical issues, and they're, they're tuned into those changes. I wouldn't have thought of it for something like PTSD. Yes. Mm. Yes. And so then you become a task training moment of, you know, some of the PTSD ticks and so forth that that's what we have to do. And the dogs can pick up on that. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So, so many questions. (laughs) First of all, how did, how did you ladies get into this? What, what's your what's were you the just origin dog lovers story? and transitioned yeah. into this or <clears throat> actually my husband's a first responder okay. and um, I've had six back surgeries mm. so Moose's mom is what's my was my first service yeah. dog yeah so um, when a lot of a pandemic hits when um, our suicide rate outpaces a line of duty death we're in a crisis mm. and we're definitely in that crisis mm. and so having this ability and the um, to be able to breed these dogs specifically for this mm-hmm. um, just became a passion. Right. And so Vanessa and I are sorority sisters, and she has a great knack at fundraising. She is, um, a, her husband is a disabled vet. Um, I don't just say it was him, it's her too, because they've been on that road for a long time. Mm-hmm. She has served with him. So just being invested into our mission mm-hmm. um, makes this mission great. Well, well, I want to ask one more question before we get into uh, talking about your fundraising and yes. your Jeep Fest and things. Uh, I feel like really during the pandemic, maybe a little bit before the pandemic, I noticed a lot of people with dogs just everywhere that had service vests on, right? Yes. So has that been a little bit of a hurdle for y'all at Thin Line, you know, trying to break the stigma sounds a little bit too aggressive, but, you know. Set yourself apart is legitimate. Right. From the people that are just trying to get their dog in everywhere, say, just put a service vest I'd like my dog in my apartment, please. Right. So I need a companion dog. Absolutely. So um, I travel this country. Moose has made 29 flights. What? His mom has made over 40. Wow. Right? More than me. So I sit here and I look and I say, every opportunity that I get to educate, right? Um, And having a dog that's well-trained, for his purpose, for my purpose, um, really sets them apart. So people get to see what a real service dog is like. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to call them out, but um, you know we we feel that um, when we bring these dogs in and we have puppy raisers because that's what it takes. Um, we educate them on how to act and how to respond, um, so that they can spread the message of what a true service dog is. Mm-hmm. We yes, there are fakes, and there'll always be that. Right. Right. But we um, try to raise awareness to set the dog up for success when they're in that environment. So what kind of breed is Moose? Moose is a golden retriever. He's so, a big boy, too. Gorgeous. <laughs> so are there dogs that are more suited to this or does it is it a 
an aptitude that looks like it kind of develops? So, you know, they're called a Fab Four, right? So that is um, a lab, a golden, a poodle, and a, 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 a smooth coat collie, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Yeah. Um, but most of the time you'll see labs are goldens, mm-hmm. right? And the reason for that is sometimes, well, for that is their temperament, their workability, and their pleasing, right? So you want to have those attributes and n- correctly bred goldens right. and lab have that. There's a little slight difference, but that's you're going to see that. Can any dog potentially be a service dog if they have the right temperament and things like that? Or is it mainly, you know, like you said, those big four? Absolutely. Any dog can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, but if someone wants to go out and do a lot of owner train, that's where you'll see that. A lot of rescue work. Mm-hmm. Um, rescues are a little bit different, and we'll save that for another day. But because I support rescues, mm-hmm. right? Um, but when you have a purebred dog that you know where they come from, and you know how they were bred, and we start training at three days old. Ooh. Right? Wow, seriously? Yeah. So um, when you have that, there's a difference in, hey, what is the tick of this dog? Because if a dog has been rescued and in a bad environment, so forth, you don't know the backstory. Right. And for me, the li- liability of that, when you're placing these dogs, you want to make sure that you get a good, solid dog that you know where they came from. So it's obviously, obviously you've done a lot of research and a lot of legwork, a lot of work on, on uh, the training and all of this uh, and the need for it. But how, how do you connect with veterans or uh, first responders in particular? And, and how is this funded for them? Is this private insurance fundraising? Um, Well, so we connect because we are out there at these conventions that the, that our clients serve, Right. Um, I call it our uh, six-month um, <laughs> country tour because here, starting in August, I'll be traveling. Vanessa goes also. We were just in Boston in June, and so we connect to these um, first responders in the word of mouth, right, mm-hmm. across the country. We don't just serve right right here. We, we are nationwide. Um, so our next big thing is we do this at no cost. So one of the great pieces to that is us being breeders. Mm-hmm. It takes a big, um, That's an heavy lift endeavor. off of Finline, right? Um, but hosting fundraisers like, you know, the, the Jeep Fest and Christmas in July, we want people to go out there and want to give, not just through a fundraising, but, you know, Facebook has made it so great to host, you know, your birthday fundraisers, to do those, to get out there having children that say, hey, we want to give back hey, let's do a car wash for Thin Line, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for wanting to get um, the communities involved in wanting to give back for the people who absolutely give us the ability to do what we're doing right now, and that is free speech. Well, let's talk about this Christmas in July Jeep Fest because it sounds like it's going to be a pretty fun time. <laughs> On the uh, 29th at Amani Brewing, it's going to be from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. You got Dirtiest Jeep Award, Best Theme <laughs> I can Jeep. Win that you right got now. Judge's Choice. 100%. <laughs> you got... Uh, the most, how do I say this on the radio? Coolest Jeep, yes. I guess is how I can say it on the radio. Yes. And then best Hawaiian shirt. So talk to us a little bit about uh, the Christmas in July Jeep Fest. So <laughs> so it's a really great piece. Vanessa told the truth. She's like, no, I'm not talking on the radio today. <laughs> That's all right. Um, it's really great to um, help spread Amani's message also because they're fairly new in the area. Yep. And so they're on well, Rop Drive, 654 Rop Drive in Martinsburg. By yes. The way. And so Chrissy and I, right, had this little vision well before they 
open up the brewery. Mm -hmm. And so finally, it was just a nice partnership to say, hey, let's do this together. Let's raise awareness for both of us, even though Imani stands alone and and does a great job. um, They have a great space there. um, And we said, hey, this is great. So with that, um, we're going to be bringing in, we got some really great sponsors, if I can talk about that too. Um, CMA Cars, their Jeep dealership, um, all of them, they have stepped up and um, donated a a really nice um, sponsorship to this, along with Heather Dunmire, um, attorney at law, um, 100 Proof Tattoos, um, and then we have um, Grand Furnishings, Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Don Newland State Farm. So I want to give those shout outs because those are specific sponsors outside of our donors. And then one cool thing about these trophies, I don't want to talk about the trophies when we'll get into this because you have mentioned about coming out. Right. A guy named Will Roberts, who is a veteran also, he's from the Hedgesville area, but he has a great metal shop in um, Frederick. He is doing custom metal trophies for this. Wow. Yes, I like wow. one of a kind. um, custom trophy so we want to just shout that out so come on out and um try to get try to get yourself hands on a a, one of these trophies pooch smooch booth what's that all about (laughs) is moose giving out kisses absolutely (laughs) oh yes so we have a a dunk tank too that we'll have out there papa's um chicken um food truck will be there kona ice um we'll have santa claus out there um we're looking for a grinch we might have one of those in the office maybe get marcia to dress up for that one well our grinch kind of bailed on us from last minute so anyway we're looking for a grinch Grinch for good cause (laughs) on the look for a grinch um just lots of great um opportunities for raffle items and we have danny wells who is a singer songwriter from nashville coming up to perform throughout the day um there'll be some live interviews and just just great stuff happening family fun event yeah right um just come on out. I mean, come on out and some beer. We have some nice pilsners people can purchase with. Um, you'll get a free beer with the pilsner that you purchase. The donations um, mm-hmm. proceeds go to Thin Line, yeah. right? We this know is, you know someone you want to get in that dunk tank. Mm, <laughs> yeah, I think of a few. Marcia. and and so uh, ten dollars registration per Jeep. Yes, right. Yes, so um, pretty pretty doable. And uh, you guys are doing incredible work. Well, we're just beginning. Absolutely. We, we appreciate every that. So one thing I want to mention also, if, you, if I could just quickly, I yeah. know we're going to wrap up. Um, one of the things that really helps um, bring people alive with the, with the service dogs is our dogs are named in honor of the fallen. Mm. Okay. So as a quick moment, we won't go there. Um, September was the mama to a litter of 14 last year mm. who was a part of our inaugural litter, inaugural litter. We have three of her dogs that came in. And so we made a commitment that um, – her puppies that we bring into Thin Line will be named in honor of the 9-11 fallen. Mm. And so one of the first dogs that we named was the very first victim of 9-11, documented victim, which was Father Michael Judge, who was the NYPD's chaplain. Mm. So we have a dog named Judge. So um, Chills. Yeah, absolutely. Facebook page. You can yep. check them out on Facebook. Yep. They have. So does and, Moose have a Facebook page? Oh, Moose and has his own. Moose has Instagram as well. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course he, does. he does. He's well, adorable. Well, uh, unfortunately, we do have to cut yes, this yes, a little sorry. bit short. Got to get uh, to the t- or last through our last break. But thank you all for coming in. We'll continue to talk about your uh, Christmas in July Jeep Fest as it comes up here on the 29th. But thank you all for stopping in again. It's, it's so incredible to hear about that story. And I mean, you wouldn't even know Moose was in here right now. He's just been He's laying so next cool. to Marsha the whole time. So yes. cool. Thank you all for having us. Thank we you. We look forward to seeing everyone out on um. Amani Brewing at 
July the 19th, uh, 29th. That's right. Thank Absolutely. You. And if you missed the conversation, you can listen back to it a little bit later on. But we'll be back in about a minute and a half here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tornado, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. If you missed any of the show so far, you can listen back to it a little bit later on today on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. But, Marsha, we got about a minute and a half left. Anything else you want to chat about or Ooh, talk that about? That was or? so much fun. I know. Well, Moose, he, well, I think you're his buddy, so he just oh, sat there next to you the so whole time. sweet. And you can smooch him. Yeah. You, you can, can smooch him the, on and the And follow him on Instagram and Facebook and all the, all the <laughs> who, places. Who knew? I remember seeing him at church. And I was always, oh, you just, he's got that fur. You just want to pet him. Oh, yeah. You do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, very cool. And Thin Line, I mean, we were just talking to him. Like I said, if you missed any of the conversation, you can listen back to it a little bit later on. But they're doing such great things. And service animals, oh, Come on in real quick, Rona. Oh, Rona. Rona wants to talk about a cool event happening down in, Fr- in Frederick this weekend. Oh, that's yes, right. the High Wheel Race. It is uh, happening, and, and it's uh, rolling through the streets of, of downtown Frederick, Maryland, and it's going to be awesome. I think it's highwheelrace.com or something right. like that. And if you don't know what a high wheel is, it's that super old-timey-looking bike with the one big wheel and the one little wheel. Yeah, it's awesome. And they, climb up, cool. and they wear vintage clothes, too, which yeah. is really cool. That's, where Marcia, Argyle, that's why Marsha will be there. Yeah, Argyle socks is so cool. <laughs> Uh, they certainly look a lot different than the guys I've been watching on TV the last two weeks. That's true. They don't That's wear bike sure. shorts for that. No, no, they don't. No, they don't. But uh, well, it does for us today. Thanks for stopping in real quick, Rona. It's nice releases, to hear from you. <laughs> Steam releases on Talkline next with uh, Dave Wilson. Absolutely. Well, have a good weekend. Yeah, have you a good too. weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you on Monday. and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here too.